Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about what it means to be an empath. I had a listener reach out to me, and I always appreciate when listeners reach out. It means the world to me to know that not only you're listening, but also when people ask questions or if if they ask for different episodes for me to either create the content or ask if I already have it. I love that because I love connecting with my listeners. And so she asked if I had an episode about empaths. And I know I have talked about it in the past before, but I thought I would just dedicate a whole episode to if you're an empath and then also what you can do to help shield your energy because if you are an empath, it can become very easy for you to become drained emotionally and to experience a lot of symptoms. So I thought I would talk about some of the things you can do to help you if you are an empath. So what exactly is an empath? An empath is someone who's highly aware of the emotions of those around them. And you take on those emotions almost. It's like to the point that you're feeling the same feelings yourself. But a lot of people who are empaths don't realize that. And they just feel like sometimes they go through depression or they're going through something and they don't really understand why. For me, I would be feeling really like down and feeling upset or depressed and not understanding why, because there was nothing that happened to me that would make me feel that way. And it wasn't until I realized, like, in talking to someone else, it would be talking to them and they were describing their own situation, that I would think, oh my gosh, that's what I was feeling too. And then realizing I wasn't feeling that myself. Like, it wasn't my emotions I was picking up on. I was picking up on the emotions of the person that I'm talking to now. And that can happen, especially when you're in relationships with people. So romantic partners, sometimes you can pick up their emotions, family members, friends. But you can also pick up the emotions of people that are just around you if you're really sensitive. You know, there, I think, are different levels of empaths. You know, I think some people experience it to a higher degree than others. For some people, going out into a crowded space can be very overwhelming because it's like you're taking on the emotions of everyone around you. And if there are, you know, 20,000 people there, if you're at a stadium, that can be quite overwhelming. I know for my own children, my son particularly, he does not like going out in crowds because it overwhelms him. It just, And I think that he's really picking up on everyone else's energy. So empaths, they see the world differently than other people. They're aware of others, aware of their pain points, and aware of what they need emotionally. So to me, I feel like if you're an empath, when you watch the news, when you see what's going on, it can be extremely upsetting because we have this sense of right and wrong and fairness and that everything should be fair And when you look at the world today, a lot of things are not fair. And so I think that that can be very upsetting to an empath. Um, So 
here are some basic signs if you are an empath. So again, I said that you will take on other people's emotions. That's like the number one thing you think of when you think of an empath. It doesn't matter. Um, for some people, it doesn't matter if they're near you or if they're not. If you're connected to that person, person emotionally at all, you will feel their energy. For me, when I do Reiki or when I do coaching or reading, the first thing I do is connect with someone's energy. So this is the thing that it's hard for me to explain, but I can... You know, other mediums pick up like, why well, see your aunt standing over there, your dead relative? That's not really what comes through for me. What comes through for me is I feel your sadness. I feel your depression. I feel your frustration. I feel this. I feel that. I feel that. And I can tell you what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. That's really how I work. So other people work differently, but as an empath, I know that I can pick up on what it is you're feeling. And that really helps me to get into um, to get into your space and understand what it is that you need to help you heal. That's how I do that. And sometimes I can feel people's physical pain. Not always, but if I'm working with a client for Reiki and I tap into their energy and I say what's going on in their body, I might feel a pain in my back. And then I mentioned that, you know, I had this pain in my back and the client will say, oh, I was in a car accident and I've been going to, you know, a chiropractor. Or I said to another person, like, why this pain? Like, I would describe where the pain was and, and she said, oh, yeah, I have, you know, I have um, a tumor right there. You know, so you can feel physical pain sometimes too, and not always, but there are times where I will all of a sudden just have a pain out of nowhere, and I'm like, what is this about? Like, I didn't do anything. There shouldn't be any pain there. And I've just come to realize sometimes that I'm picking up on other people's physical pain too. So the other thing when you're an empath is that sometimes you experience, again, sudden overwhelming emotions when you're in public. So if you're in a public space, all of a sudden, some emotion might take over you. It's probably you're picking up on the emotion of someone who's in that same space. The vibe of a room matters to you a lot. You can walk into a certain room and feel very calm and peaceful and just feel like, this is so lovely. Like, that's happened to me before. There are places where I walk in, I'm like, I feel like at home. To me, the beach is one of those places. I'll walk there and on the beach, I just feel very calm and at peace. And I've had buildings too where I've walked in and it's just a lovely feeling. And then there are other places where you walk in and immediately you feel overwhelmed, you feel depressed, you feel chaotic. There's some sort of energy there that feels yucky. I mean, we went on a tour of our town. They had a haunted tour and we went into one of the theaters there. And as soon as I walked in, I just felt this overwhelming sense of depression and just like helplessness. And we learned then that that theater was used as a makeshift hospital when there was a tuberculosis outbreak and that a lot of people died there. So then that totally made sense. So you can pick up on the vibe of a room too, not even just people. You also have the ability to understand where people are coming from. So you're very good at empathizing with people. 
that's the funny thing. And I read some meme on Facebook the other day that was funny because it, it said something like, I should be really angry at you for, you know, for hurting me, except that I'm so awoke that I understand where you're coming from and why you're doing it. And that's so true with a lot of people who are going through spiritual awakening and, and learning and healing our own selves. Then when we come into contact with people who are still trying to get it and they're still, you know, making mistakes and still doing immature things and hurting people because they're not healed yet. It's like we look at them and we're like, okay, I understand why you're doing that, but you need to stop. So you understand and connect with people and you know where they're coming from. You may feel like people always tend to come to you for advice too, because again, you can deeply connect with them. So you may give them really good advice because you may be able to connect. And here's the thing. I don't think you're just connecting to them. I think you're connecting to their higher selves or to their guides. This is what I do. And so when I'm giving people advice, it's not coming from me. It's coming from their higher selves or it's coming from their guides. I'm getting information about what they're supposed to be doing in their lives. And I think that people who are empaths, they're really good at giving others advice because I believe that they can connect on a much higher level and a much deeper level. So when they're giving you advice, it's like they're tapping into your soul and in a way they kind of are. So if you're an empath, you may notice that a lot of people come up to you and ask for advice. We have a joke in my family and that is we tell people, take your sign off because we will be out in public. My mom and my brother and I, the three of us for sure, people do this too, even my sister too strangers will just come up to us and start talking to us and tell us their entire life story because I think we look like we're very sympathetic but also I think people can sense just energetically they sense that you're a kind person and that you're you know very empathetic and so they'll come up and tell you everything and you're just standing there like okay I really need to go now so people probably come to you for advice you may see tragic events or violence on television and it may make you feel totally incapacitated. You may, you may just feel extremely overwhelmed if you're watching things like that. And for me, I had to stop watching the news. I honestly, and I, I've always been the person to say that, oh, you need to keep up with what's going on in the world and you need to know. And it's true, you do, but I honestly had to just stop watching and just like at least limit it, you know, from time to time because it was very overwhelming to me. I was getting extremely upset about what was happening and what I was seeing in the world. And, you know, the thing about the news is it's important to see the news, but the news has definitely been set up in a way that they're going to show you the stories that get the most reaction. And of course, that is not the feel-good stories. They want to show you the crime, the things that make you feel scared and upset and because it draws attention. They are starting to do more feel-good stories, which I do like, but they don't start with that. You know, they don't start with, hey, let's hear the good news. You know, it's always about, okay, here's a war, here's, you know, here was a murder, here's this. It, there's a reason for that. It's sensationalism. It's because it sells and that's why I think for empaths, for me especially, I had to stop watching it because 
I don't want to see all of that. I know what's happening. I don't need to be reminded. It doesn't need to be in my face every day because it bothers me. It makes me upset, and I don't want to lose any of my personal peace. So if you feel overwhelmed watching the news or watching, like, movies that are horror movies or, you know, war movies, you know, it's probably because you're an empath. Also, people who are empaths, they just are really, they love animals and babies, and animals and babies tend to love empaths too. You might find that babies just naturally, when you're in a room, they'll like turn to you and smile or gravitate towards you. Same thing with animals, they'll come and have you pet them. Because animals and children can sense people who are good and of the light, and they can sense people who are not. If you've ever been around an animal before they will like draw back when they see someone who is like not necessarily a great person you know or just doesn't have good energy like they can read energy too so you may also find that you just want to adopt every animal or you know adopt every child that that may be like you too that's one of the things about being an empath is, you know, all of your positive feelings are turned up too. So when you're around animals and children who naturally tend to make us happy, you feel even more happiness for that. So I already talked about how you can feel people's physical pain sometimes too, or their illness. When I first started doing Reiki, it was weird to me because I would, I wouldn't get, like my guides wouldn't say they have this. You know, for example, I had someone who had a session with me and he had um, Crohn's disease, but my guides didn't say that. Instead, they just showed me every single symptom. So I just started describing all of the symptoms. You know, I was like, wow, my stomach hurts and I have this and I have that. You know, I started telling him what I was feeling. And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely. I have Crohn's disease. I was like, oh, well, that makes total sense. But at the time, you know, sometimes I'm picking up on it and I'm trying to tell somebody what I'm getting. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I hope that this is making sense to them. And, oh, there's so many different symptoms I'm feeling. And then the person will say, oh, yeah, that makes total sense because I have, you know, I have Crohn's disease or I have this. And all of these symptoms are a part of that. You might also feel very overwhelmed in intimate relationships. Relationships are challenging anyway, but when you can sense someone else's mood or irritation from your partner, that may make you feel really overwhelmed. And then if you're like me, what I would do is get in my head about it. I would sense that my partner was feeling very upset and I would assume it was at me and it wasn't always at me. It was usually at other things, but I always took it like, oh my gosh, she's mad at me. What did I do? You know, started that whole story of, well, what did I do? How can I fix this? And with people, sometimes, even though we feel their energy, we can feel that they're upset. It's not always with us, and there's not always something that we need to do about it. Sometimes we just have to let people be, but we're, at least if you're like me, I tend to be a fixer. I want to make everyone better, and so for me, if I'm in a relationship with someone and they're having a bad day, like I'm trying to figure out how I can make that better and make sure that, you know, it wasn't my fault they're having a bad day. And that can drive people crazy. And I, I definitely have driven people crazy with that. The one thing that's probably a downside too is that you're kind of a walking lie detector. When people lie to you, you know it. You just know it in your core 
or it doesn't even necessarily have to be a lie. They might, what one of my exes used to do is not like he would lie. He would just kind of walk around the truth and it was very shady. And I would think, okay, something's up here. You're not telling me the whole truth. Not exactly lying, but you're not really telling me the truth. And you know, like you just know it. And if they seem like shifty, you just, you know that they're hiding something. It's not even like they come out and tell you a a complete lie. You just know they're hiding something. And that sucks because, you know, I don't know. To me, it's just, yes, I want people to be honest with me, but it's also difficult when you know they're not being honest with you. And if you experience what I would experience with my ex, I would say, I know you're not being honest with me. And he would get defensive and like, what are you talking about? And then it would turn into a fight. Well, I, it's hard for me to explain to you why I know you're lying. And at that time, I didn't know I was an impact, but I just knew whenever he wasn't being honest. Um, the other thing is, like, you are very much people-oriented. So when you're working, if you're working with leaders and teams, you understand that you're only as good as everyone on your team and that you need to work as a team and you need to be united and sharing your goals. And it really frustrates you when you come across people who don't feel that way. For me, in my last job, there was one teacher who always, always, always was a pain in the rear end because she just had to be obstinate about everything and she didn't want to be a team and didn't want to do teamwork. And everything was a battle. And it was frustrating because I would want to take her and shake her and say, why can't you understand that we are better when we work together? We're better as a team. You know, we're trying to do what's best for the students. And you're just trying to stand out and be your own person. And that's fine in your personal life. It doesn't work when you're trying to work in a team. So you may come across that too. And you may also... You may be an excellent leader. A lot of empaths are really good leaders and they're put in leadership positions because they understand that uniting people around a shared goal is important and they're very thoughtful and attentive to each member and make sure that everyone is heard equally. And so if you've ever worked for someone who's an empath, you're like, oh my gosh, that's the best boss. They were the best person. And if you work for someone who's the opposite of that, you want to bang your head against the wall because you're thinking, why can't they understand that they're not the only person involved here? Every person's voice needs to be heard. You might have a really calming effect on people too. And so actually empaths are just natural healers because a lot of people want to come and talk to you and just be around you because they feel your presence, they feel your energy, and it feels very calming. And Your advice often helps people work past emotional baggage that they carry. You might often feel like you can't walk away from people in pain without helping them. Like you you feel like you have to help. So I think that there are a lot of people who are empaths who go into jobs like nursing and teaching and things like that because they just are naturally good at helping others and healing others. So I probably just described most of my audience here because I have a feeling that many of you who are listening to this are probably empaths. And it always amazes me that people will tell me, well, I was just listening to something else and I found your podcast or I I saw the picture you had on your podcast and I was just drawn to it. 
that happens a lot and I don't think it's by accident at all and I think that you're drawn to the energy too and my energy and so I think that's amazing and I'm always very humbled by that and also just shocked in in a good way like oh my gosh I can't believe that happened that you found that so you may be out there thinking yeah you just described me to a T and I probably did so it's great that you know you're an empath but as you know that can be very overwhelming because again you are taking on others emotions so that can leave you feeling drained or overwhelmed so I'm going to talk to you about what you can do to shield yourself protect yourself shielding is something we talk about it's a way to protect yourself from other people's toxic energy because like for me last year going to work I would have to shield myself from the toxic energy of my coworker because it would I used to let it get to me it would bother me and then finally I was like you know what I'm just letting her take my energy and I'm not doing that anymore so to shield yourself is really really easy it only takes like a minute all you need to do is to imagine yourself being surrounded. I always call an Archangel Michael. You can call in any Archangel you want, or you can just imagine a light coming around you, or you can imagine it's God's light. Whatever you feel the most drawn to is perfect. And what I do is I just imagine that Archangel Michael is surrounding me with his, I see his light as a bluish purple light, and it surrounds me from the top of my head all the way around my entire body so that now I am surrounded in almost like a, a bubble of this light. And this protective light is not allowing anything in, any toxic energy, any negative energy, it's not allowing it into my energetic field. And then another thing that I do is once I leave a place, I always clear my energy. So I just imagine, again, it can be the energy of an archangel, of God, whatever. I imagine a light, an energetic light, going down through my entire body, starting at the top of my head. And as it moves down through my body, it is removing any and all negative energy, toxic energy that I might have picked up on throughout the day. And I imagine that it moves through my entire body, out through the bottoms of my feet. And I imagine it going into Mother Earth, where all of the negative energy and toxic energy is transmuted into healing energy. And then that energy moves back up through my body and out through the top of my head. And it takes like a minute to do, and it definitely makes me feel better. And it feels like my energy is restored. One of the things you need to be able to do though, is you need to be able to speak your truth. So when you're in a relationship with someone, you need to be able to speak your truth by expressing your needs what do you need from a relationship that you've been afraid to ask for and if you need quiet time or if you need to talk more if you need this you need that you need to speak that because I was very bad about that in my last relationship I never said what I needed I never really expressed that and I started to feel very tired anxious kind of like I was being a doormat and I didn't like that at all so it's important to set boundaries you need to set boundaries in all of your relationships really you need to you need to speak up for your needs so if you're in a workplace and it's noisy and overstimulating if you can wear earbuds and like 
listen to quieting music or calming music or listening to a meditation or whatever, and you might not be able to. Like, I personally can't do that while I'm teaching, but on my prep, I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to uh, affirmations or I'm listening to something that's calming. I'm listening to something that I want to hear that makes me feel better. It's also, you can kind of protect your space I've honestly done this before, like before the kids come in, I will like clear the energy in the room in my classroom. And I've done that using, like I've just kind of used Palo Santo around my room or used incense in my room, or I have crystals that I just keep in my desk. You can do whatever you want, you know, whatever makes you feel better. But I would protect your area too. Um, I like having crystals around too, and the clear quartz crystals are very good at absorbing energy, and I just kind of keep one in my desk, and nobody really knows it's there except me, but I know it's there, and I feel like, you know, it does a lot to help kind of absorb that energy, but I think one of the most helpful things you can do is to meditate and to tap. If you're taking on someone's energy and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you need to get rid of that energy, tap it out. Do a tapping for whatever it is you're feeling. You can go do a YouTube search for EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. It's just tapping. I just type in EFT tapping. Again, I talk about this all the time, but Brad Yates has a lot of really good tappings out there. Other people do too. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you can search for a tapping for that. Do a quick little meditation. Meditation is so amazing. And honestly, I just did one. Gabby Bernstein had a meditation out. And I don't know, something about the music, really. I really think it was the music that I connected to. And I just sat there and did this music. And I felt all of these emotions come up. And I just released them. And when it was over, I felt so much better. So do some kind of meditation or something to release the energies too. I have some energy clearing meditations on this podcast, but also on my website that you can just go and you can purchase them and they're 10-minute meditations. They don't take super long. So you can go check that out too. Whatever you do, just make sure you're always protecting and clearing your energy. And know that, you know, you're needed here. You are helping people. So in your own little way, you're helping. Just don't let it overwhelm you. All right, guys, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And the card that I pulled is from the teachings of Abraham Deck. And it is, well-being is my natural state of being. Reach for the feeling of well-being first and everything else will fall into place. Be selfish enough to follow your bliss and you will tap into the natural, pure, positive essence of you. I love that. All right, guys. Well, if you would like to work with me for the entire month of January, I have my coaching sessions 30% off. I would love to work with you. I can help you in any area of your life, whether it is career, relationship, or just general, you know, where, what's my path? What should I be doing? So don't hesitate to reach out to me. Again, when I work with you, I tap into your energy and I get the most out of what do you need and how I can help you. I also offer readings. 
I offer past life regression and Reiki sessions. So you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. All of my information is in the description of this podcast. Go there and check out what I offer. I, I describe what I do and the pricing is there. And when you're ready to book, you can simply pay online and then reach out to me to schedule your session. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please share it with others. That helps others find me. You could leave a review. I really appreciate that. And don't forget to sign up for my website. If you subscribe to my website, you'll receive a free morning and evening meditation as my gift to you. And don't forget to follow me on social media where I go live on Facebook Mondays at 530 Central for a free card reading. And I also upload videos to Instagram TV where I also offer some card readings and sometimes energy healings. So don't forget to follow me. I hope that you guys have an amazing day. I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.